you know, AI, AI have the power to make jobs more humane and more interesting. And it yes. sounds weird, yes. but it is true. AI can right. free people's time from repetitive tasks to concentrate on more um, humane tasks. Hey. Hello, Alejandro. How are you? Hi, Ajus. Fine, thank you. And you? I'm very good. Very excited to talk to you about, you know, the Equinox AI Lab and get your perspectives on, you know, the future of artificial intelligence and even the present and past. Um, nice. So I guess the first question would be, what is artificial intelligence? <laughs> okay, well, AI um, is, a is a scientific field concerned with understanding and building intelligence. So building intelligent entities, as simple as that. And the key word there is intelligence because we want to reproduce intelligence. We want to engineer intelligence, but what is intelligence? How can then we reproduce that? Yeah. And historically, uh, researchers have pursued intelligence through different paths. And those paths uh, differ in how they conceive intelligence. Um, so basically you can conceive intelligence as performing like a human or okay. acting rationally or mm -hmm. thinking rationally. So basically there are four ways of, let's say, defining intelligence and to, um, yeah, these four ways are acting humanly, thinking humanly, thinking rationally and acting rationally. Sure. Um, and each approach has its own way of reproducing intelligence. Um, so yeah, basically AI is just this very wide scientific field where we right. uh, try to engineer intelligence through several methods that attempt sure. to recreate these four, these four paths I've just told you. Yeah, no, that's interesting that you talk about AI as a science and not just a technology. That's, that's an important um, understanding for people to have. Um, and then specifically to your lab, you talk about like human-centered design. Like what, what is human-centered design to Equinox? Okay, well, human-centered design is like the evolution of user-centered design. And user-centered design it focuses on understanding users' needs, pains, and pains, and building products um, around this, uh, these needs and pains to fulfill their expectations. So that's user-centered design. In human-centered design, just don't look at a single user as, a, as an isolated individual, but focuses on on people's needs, understanding that these people live in a society, in a complex society uh, and that has a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of context to mm -hmm. understand. So uh, I'm talking about culture, politics, um, economics, um, whatever you can think about understanding an individual in a, in a society. And sure. that's how, we approach this human-centered design. Right. Basically, the designer just have has uh, a lot of tools to understand this this context, and so we can embed technology into 
into this context into to fulfill users needs for sure no that's that's fascinating um so you you also talked about like ai should not replace humans and you know ai should allow for flourished human creativity so i guess my next question would be why is it important for ai to augment human cognition and not just simply replace humans altogether like why does that matter to you why does that matter to aquanauts okay well <laughs> for starters it is a practical matter for right. many tasks we cannot assume that uh, imitating human intelligence is a simple task to do right. you know right. building algorithms that outperform humans uh, take a lot of time and resources so if you don't have infinite resources like this big tech giant yeah then it is better to make a hybrid approach where you don't need to mm. create a machine that takes humans out of the equation. You don't need okay. to, to, to build machines that, yeah, just take the jobs of humans, but that make them more efficient and precise, that collaborate right. with them. So it is practical and cheap, but that's, that's like the, the first part. But the most important yeah. reason is that it gives a more dignifying purpose um to to this field to this science you know yeah i do not think the purpose of ai is to do pervasive automation to cut costs at uh to cut costs and increase revenue that's not the only purpose you know ai ai have the power to make jobs more humane and more interesting and it yes. sounds weird yes. but it is true ai can right. free people's time from repetitive tasks to concentrate on more um, humane tasks, tasks Absolutely. that, that uh, need the abilities that are, are inherent to humans, like creativity right. or kindness or critical thinking, empathy. So abilities we cannot put into a machine because we can, we do not fully understand. Right. No, that's, that's incredibly important because it reminds me of something I read in just one of the many AI books that I've read about, like in 1997, when Deep Blue replaced or beat Gary Kasparov, the former grandmaster at the time, um, people were like, okay, well, we can never play chess. You know, we can never even think of becoming better than AI and try to be the best in the world because we know a machine can do that. But now we have like human AI machines, um, I'm sorry, humans and AIs um, working together um, at playing the game of chess. And it's kind of like the same thing where instead of just focusing on AI replacing humans, you're focusing on how can AI enhance humans uh, and make them better in, in the more like technical ways and allow humans to flourish in the more humanistic ways. That's very important. Um, I, I don't think we see much of that now. It's all like just AI, 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 where people should start thinking about, okay, well, how does AI impact humans? How can it make humans better? No, it's really important. It's, it's something that people are just not thinking about right now. Um, exactly. Okay. So then I guess my next question would be, what is your most anticipated development in the field of AI? Well, I think we are all waiting for the artificial general intelligence. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> basically, an AI that is uh, capable of learning intellectual tasks as human are. Yes. So until now, we have developed a lot of AI technologies. Let's, right. let's, um, let's call it that way. So basically, right. 
um, machines that are very good at performing very specific tasks. So, for example, detecting objects in image or classifying texts or detecting fraudulent transactions. And this is called narrow AI because right. it's just focused on very specific tasks. But we have not arrived um, A general to an AI, AI that, exactly, to something that has consciousness, that right. has common sense, that has the capacity of relating thoughts, you know, connecting dots mm. between thoughts. So that's, that's something we have not achieved yet. And it's not, I think we are not there yet for at least some decades. Some decades? Um, yeah, I would say so, you know. Really? So basically right now we have machines that can beat you easily at chess, but right. that machine cannot tell you what chess is, you know, so it's, <laughs> okay. it's funny. Right, it's right. Funny to, to, when yeah. you think about it like that, no, it's humorous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, like, does the prospect of artificial general intelligence, does it scare you? Because I think for people um, like AGI, for people who understand AI and, like, have read some of it, um, like Ray Kurzweil, for instance, talks about, like, the intelligence explosion after AGI. Like, does that kind of prospect scare you? Mm. No, I think, well, I think it's the same for all sciences, you know, when you misuse some science and when you misuse some knowledge to do wrong, well, that's not going to end well. We have seen that yeah. it's nuclear weapons and uh, many things in physics that turn out to be weapons and with AI is the same thing. If we focus this um, this field of knowledge into creating weapons and to not have a human center approach, then mm -hmm. yeah, that can possibly happen. You know, if, if we build it, if in some decades we build an, an entity that has common sense, that is aware of the world, that thinks rationally, but is not designed for humans, is not designed uh, with this human-centered approach, then for, for a machine, it would be about optimizing and cutting costs and just okay. getting to point, from yeah. point A to point B, no matter. where you're going. So yeah, that, that can happen. But I think, no, I'm, I'm optimistic because it, yeah. it seems like in the field, there are many people that are trying to, now we are talking about a lot of ethics in AI, right. you know, and to build basically machines that, that with an ethical purpose and that have empathy, you know? So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm on the optimistic side. Well, that's, that's important to have people who are not just like fear mongering. And not just saying, you know, all the once we achieve general intelligence, you know, uh, human race is doomed. It's it's important to have people who are more grounded and say, look, you know, there are many at different sides to the to this um, puzzle, which is artificial general intelligence. And until we reach there, we're not really going to understand what's going to happen. Um, but okay, no, that was a, that was a fun tangent. I didn't expect that. <laughs> um, so your lab is almost three years old, and my question now is, 
how has your understanding of AI changed as you guys have grown? Like, um, you can share your experience of like what growing in the AI field has been. You know, you guys were growing in the COVID era as well. I guess we're still in the COVID yeah. era, but like, you know, the height of the pandemic. But what was that like? Well, at the beginning, we were super excited because we, um, we wanted to build this AI company so new and we want to tackle problems with AI and it was also the AI hype and we wanted to change the world, but we were naive because at the beginning we confused AI um, with AI technologies. You know, we wanted mm -hmm. to build uh, a lot of AI solutions through machine learning approaches, using, right. using sophisticated algorithms to tackle problems. And, and also we were in the hype of data-centric approaches. So basically um, we just used a lot of fancy algorithms where you put a lot of data in and you get an outcome, an expected outcome. And the more data you have, the better um, your outcome is. But mm, yeah, that was pretty much our approach. So we were just trying to use these fancy algorithms to build cool stuff. Right. But really, uh, the reality is that if you are not Google or IBM, um, for many problems, you don't have the data you want to solve the problem, you know? Sure. And sure. after many projects, we realized that um, that AI was beyond that, that we started to perceive and understand AI as a science. And we discovered a broad idea of it where data was not an inhibitor to have AI. Of course, mm. if you have a lot of data, it makes your job very easy, you know? But um, this field of knowledge, I mean, AI was not born with a data-centric approach. So why are we complaining all the time about data, you know? Sure. And we started to conceive um, the idea of building AI for a business as a collective effort of not just scientists, but designers, psychologists, software engineers. Because it's not just about how you tackle a problem with an algorithm, but how you can involve your human knowledge, how can you involve ethics, the business, how can you uh, comprehend the context as a whole and build a solution, you know? For many, many solutions uh, with the best algorithms we could find, we couldn't have very good results. But when we embedded UX design or behavioral science or software engineers to perform certain tasks into the whole solution, we got better results. Interesting. Interesting. And it's, uh, I mean, you blew my mind when you said AI was not born with a data centric approach. It's like, how do we get here? And like, when you, when you think of AI, you just immediately think of data where, exactly. I mean, at the beginning, you, you said that AI, you know, the focus is to build intelligence, to build intelligent entities. So, you know, that's, you know, my, my mind is a little uh, puzzled <laughs> right now. But anyway, we'll move on. Um, I guess my last question would be, what advice would you give to someone maybe who is a Gen Z, maybe who is eventually a Gen Alpha, um, who is interested in, you know, getting into the AI field, but doesn't know where to start? 
Well, well, first things first, uh, don't go with the hype. You know, there's a lot of misinformation in the internet about what's AI and what AI is capable of. So there's a lot of misconception there. So first, you need to understand the basics of AI. So I would advise content where you can get insight into the philosophy behind AI. So the purpose of AI as a science, you know? So like you said, it's not about data. So how, how is everyone talking about machine learning, but AI was born with another purpose and is about yeah. another thing, not data, you know? Not data. And I, I would advise, I mean, I ha there's, a, there's this great lecture from MIT given by a very respected uh, researcher called Lex Freeman uh, about yeah. artificial general intelligence. And he Love is very Lex. famous. Yeah, <laughs> he's very, very known. And it, he, he basically is it, an impressive um, lecture with, um, he brings a lot of respected scientists and researchers to talk about artificial general intelligence yeah. and all the aspects regarding this, the scientific part, the engineering part, the um, uh, the ethics, and so it's a very broad view of what artificial intelligence really is, and the efforts that are that we are making today to get there, and and yeah, you can find it in YouTube, and it's yeah. all all the lectures, and is not a technical lecture. You don't see sure. well. I haven't seen all the lectures. All the all the court, uh, yeah, all the lectures, but um, there's not a single equation so far. So that's it's it's for everyone, you know. Sure. He just sits and talks about something, or brings someone to talk about something about artificial general intelligence. Yeah. So that that would be my my first advice. Then, if you want to dive deeper into the business application stuff or the technical stuff. I would suggest following Andrew Senji's work. You know, he is also a very respected and well-known scientist. He has made a lot of great contribution to democratize AI knowledge. Sure. And his company, Deep Learning AI, yeah. um, has released some courses that goes from beginners to very advanced scientists um, to teach technical stuff and to teach how to, uh, what a business person should know about AI to yeah. optimize business. And I think, yeah, my last bit of a piece of advice is to, to research into, if you really want to, to do AI, AI is not just about data science or AI science or computer science, you can, uh, there are many different approaches to building intelligent agents, as I told you, from the psychologists um, to the engineers. To there's a lot of a lot of um, works there that are not just um, from computer science. You don't need just to be a data scientist. Nowadays, many fields are involved in building AI solutions, and many are related to humanities. And so I would advise that if, if you really want to build artificial intelligence from your field, I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of field there to, to explore. Yeah, so, no, it's, it's, it's the, I guess the way you put it is 
like start with like the non-technical stuff and see if you're in love with the philosophy of it and like the the history of it and then dive into the technicalities because that's like equally if not even more important like how to build this how to build the intelligent entities um yeah yeah no this was this was a great conversation that's all the questions i have for you um i think your lab is doing fantastic work and this was a really fun podcast to explore your mind you know you guys are so advanced but still so young so i'm excited to see where you grow and how fast you grow and you know i hope that we can talk you know later next year or when you guys have some big developments and you know catch up that'll be that'll be fun yeah of course it would be lovely to meet again okay absolutely thank you so much alejandro thank you very much ajush thanks for listening to the gen z diplomat podcast to support it please subscribe to us on youtube check us out on tiktok and instagram and add us to your favorite podcatcher i'll leave a link to all of equinox ai's social links below as always, I firmly believe that the more we talk about what future we want, the more likely we are to build a future that we need. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope to see you next time.